Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, is it Lucy? Yes, hello. Hi, and welcome to the Hall of Fun podcast. Today, we're going to talk to the body architect, Lucy McRae. I've had such a nice day today. Um, my friend um, is visiting from Amsterdam. So we went to, I think, one of the nicest places in Melbourne for breakfast and had a delicious breakfast and coffee and then rode our bike into the city, sort of like a autumn, summer day. But do, do you live in Australia? I read somewhere that you are based in Amsterdam, but maybe that was... Yeah, no, I, I live in Amsterdam and I've been in Australia. My parents um, live here and my sister. And um, I was invited to do a residency in a gallery here for, for four weeks. So I'm actually, I've been here for four months. So it's, a, it's a, the longest I've been here for 12 years because I haven't lived in Australia now for 12 years. Where about are you from in Australia? I'm from Melbourne, but I was actually born in London. So I have um, yeah dual citizenship, and I moved to Australia when I was three years old. Were you this really sporty person, even even yeah. as a young girl? Yeah, um, I was always. Um, that's a good question, actually. I. Um, I did classical ballet for 14 years and if I wasn't doing grand jetés or glissades across the dance floor, I was um, hurdling. So I was doing um, high-level athletics. So I would go straight from school. Mum would take me and my sister in the car and we'd get changed in the car into our ballet gear and then go and do three or four hours of ballet. And then Saturday mornings we'd wake up and go onto the athletics track for six hours and then get changed in the car and then go to ballet. So it was kind of you know, one extreme to the other. Is that where your obsession with the body started, would you say? I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think, um, you know, when I was at ballet, we worked in a, a big studio with mirrors everywhere. And when we were doing, when we were rehearsing for concerts or um, performances, we would have to mimic the exact same movements and postures at the same time as the people around us. So it was this kind of, um, yeah, like a, a organic or analog CGI, you know, mimicking the behavior of someone um, next to you, which is in a way something that's really unnatural, but we, we perfected it and perfected it and perfected it. So it was always looking in the mirror and making sure that you were 
making the same, exactly the same shapes mm. um, of your body with a person standing next to you. So I think that that, um, certainly that discipline is, is sort of ingrained um, in my body. And then um, I think the movement of the body and my fascination with film and capturing movement in film also comes from, from ballet as well. I know there is a story behind the term body architect. Can you, can you tell us the story? Yes, I can tell you the story. Um, I um, I was actually working um, for Philips Design. I was I stepped in for a, a fashion designer who fell pregnant, and so I sort of came in and was working in place of her. And Clive Van Hidden, who is the director of um, or was the director of the Far Future Design Research Lab at Philips Design. He, after one year of me commuting from London to Eindhoven, he said to me, I think you should apply for a full-time job at Philips. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, that sounds good. So I went to the human resources uh, office in Eindhoven and this man, you know, sit down, tell me, you know, tell me who you are. And, uh, and I, I remember kind of, you know, moving my hands, gesturing my hands around in the air, trying to explain what I was. And I was saying, I'm, I'm, you know, from an architecture background, I've done classical ballet, I've worked in fashion design and trained as an interior designer and sort of came, and I, I said, I'm a hybrid. And he looked at me and he said, in order to, to, in order to hire you, I need to know who you are. He needed to kind of put me under a, a job description and he gestured towards a a whiteboard and sort of said, where are you? Are you an interaction designer? Are you a product designer? And I said, well, I'm not any of those. And so I left and, and didn't get the job. Hmm. And then I called Clive um, and, uh, and he's like, how did it go? And I said, I didn't get the job. I don't know who I am. And he said, that's, that's crap. He said, go back and tell them you're a body architect. We had this discussion. And so the following week, um, I went back and knocked on the knocked on the guy's door and I was like, hi, I've come to tell you who I am. Okay, sit down. And I said, uh, I'm, a, I'm a body architect. And he went, great. Okay, here are the papers. You start on Monday. So it was just this need to um, pigeonhole, classify, kind of create, um, yeah, create a skin around around what I do. And I, I that was um, eight years ago. And I think since then I've created this platform where, um, you know, I can really do anything because of the, the, the term body architect is a fabricated title. That I, and as far as I know, there's nobody else out there who's a, who's a body architect. So it gives me this open um, space to really, you know, explore and investigate any, any sorts of areas that interest me. Yeah, I think that's said. It's a, it's a brilliant description i mean and and like you said it can include so many things but if, if um uh just for um if someone listened to this and haven't seen your work i mean can you tell us what you do yes i i explore the biological edges of the body and by that i mean looking at how i can blur where the body ends and the environment starts. And I use, I work through film and film is kind of a natural byproduct or a natural way for me to communicate my, um, my inquiry. 
and I use a camera like a scientist uses a microscope. So I'll, I'll make tests underneath the camera and then see how it looks um, through moving image. Um, and I'm very inspired by technology. So what I do is um, kind of use technology or interpret the way that technology is evolving or miniaturizing. Technology is getting smaller and smaller and um, use some of the concepts. Um, for example, Swallowable Perfume, which is a, a project that I released last year, which is a cosmetic pill that when you digest this cosmetic capsule, you release a fragrance through the skin surface. And this was inspired by a utopian technologist um, who said that in 25 years' time, we'll be able to, um, you know, be able to reprogram our biology away from disease and aging. So that started to make me think, mm, well, if you can do that, then how can we enhance body odor or how will that concept of technology change products that we interface with every day. So I think what I do is get inspired by science and technology, but then use very familiar, um, low-tech ways of communicating those ideas. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Can you tell us about your collaboration yeah. with, with Robin? Oh, I'm so proud of Robin and I'm not even Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, where do I begin? I was invited to um, speak at Hyper Island about three years ago, which I'm also one of the biggest Hyper Island fans. I think it's an incredible um, ethos behind the school. And in the audience, when I first did my um, first did a lecture there, um, was Mary Fago, who is a close friend of Robin and at the time was her creative director. And she, I remember she put up her hand and, and sort of said, oh, have you ever worked with music before? And I replied, no, and didn't really think much more about it. 
And then two weeks later, I found myself on a Skype conversation with Mary, Robin and myself discussing how um, how can raw human emotion coexist in a digital world and how Robin felt like technology were these new feathers that were on our body. And I remember just sitting there upstairs in my Amsterdam studio thinking, my God, I've totally met the right person. And she was working on her album, her three albums for Body Talk. And it, it kind of started from there. So I worked on um, the, her three album covers. And then um, I think it was maybe eight months later, she then contacted me and I'd showed her, you know, each time we met, I would just show her some experiments that I was working on because that's generally how I work is I make experiments, like I was saying, through the camera. And then, you know, that's a way of me telling if I'm onto something or not. And I remember showing her some experiments I'd made with the tubes. I was trying to work out ways of changing the color of skin. And then I remember showing these these tests to Robin and she was just like, oh my God, this is this is like my, my music, my sex, my my blood swirling around the outside of my body. And then I got a call from her record label saying, you know, we want the tubes in the music video. And we had 10 days to automate this. <laughs> this what it, it was a suck and blow system. So it was all analog people at the end of the tubes sucking and blowing into buckets. And we had 10 days to turn it into a machine. Oh, wow. So it was, a, yeah, it was, it's amazing working with her. I just spoke with her again a couple of days ago. And, um, yeah, we're... Um, um, I really, really enjoy working with her, and I think she's a um, yeah, she's an artist yeah, as well. Very I mean, yeah, yeah, she is. In what way do you think technology can, I mean, transform the body or affect the body? I think what I'm interested in is reverting back to more like the inspiration from the animal kingdom, so more primordial ways of communicating, and. Um, you know, I think a lot of what we do now is we're moving, alienating ourselves and moving further and further away from being, from being animals. And um, and sw- certainly the swabble perfume is one example of, you know, biologically enhancing our own body odor and, and how that would affect the way that you would communicate with a sexual partner or new people around you. Um, and at the moment, I'm also really interested in... Um, space travel and I've started working with a friend of mine who's an underwater diver and she is researching how when you go deep enough underwater the body is behaving in a very very similar way as it behaves when you're in an altered gravity environment so we're um, hopefully going to work on a project where we kind of use our own bodies to start to explore this idea Um, and also when you come back from space, um, at, at the beginning of my research, but um, one aspect that I'm interested in is um, when you come back from space, oste- you, you acquire osteoporosis um, very, very quickly because there's no gravity. Um, and I think it's interesting to start to work out how does the body need to adapt in altered gravity situations and can we start exploring that now? Like, do we need to kind of become more voluminous or do we need to, you know, how can the body morph or evolve in order to exist prolonged um, time in altered gravity environments? So I, I think in terms of technology, I'm quite interested in, for sure it's always around the body 
and how technology can evolve the body. So using the body as this platform um, and then stretching the boundaries of, you know, what, mm. uh, yeah, stretching the boundaries of skin. And I, I do think that skin is a very fascinating, you know, accessory if you look at fashion. I think skin is this untapped area that has a lot of, you know, with the perfume, the body becomes this atomizer, so it becomes spray. You can release almost like a cloud comes from your body. What do you think is the most fascinating thing about our body? Emotion. Yeah. I think emotion... Yeah, for me right now, I think emotions are really um, very, very fascinating um, aspect and also... um, Yeah, like the connection of our bodies with other bodies, you know, the energy, the kind of transmission of energy between two people, especially returning back to Australia and having not seen people for a long time and then you you meet people and and this almost, um, yeah, like what, it's like this familiar knowing of somebody, even though you haven't seen them for such a long time. And I think, um, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine and he said, what do you think is the most kind of modern emotion at the moment or the, yeah that not so much the most evolved emotion and uh, and I answered fear and he answered love and another person another friend answered satisfaction so I think maybe that's why I'm answering emotion because this is the conversations that we've been having recently I mean and why did you answer fear um Uh, I don't know if this should be said on radio, but uh, I, I don't mind if it does. But um, uh, an intern student who has been working with me has been diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. And two days ago, she was told that she had two days, you know, two days to live. And I just think the the body is a very incredible, um, spontaneous, um, yeah. It's not a machine, but I, I think that has kind of made me think about fear and, and emotion. I think being fa- faced with uh, faced with death very young is very um, it puts things in perspective. Uh, an interesting comment that a another Australian friend said to me recently is she said that what she thinks I'm doing by using film is I'm I'm immortalizing my work. And I felt that that was a very interesting concept that um, by putting something, you know, on a screen or something that never, you know, it it can never change. It's always there. It's kind of constant. I think that has a very interesting connection with with death or aging, which then kind of connects back to the body and then connects back to technology and uh, all types of body augmentation and plastic surgery. So it's sort of this, very, you know, connected, augmented swirl of inspiration right now. You have listened to Hall of Fun podcast, interviewed by Anna Åkerlund, sound by Christer Orteg, and music by Anja Bigrell. Hall of Fun is a non-profit organization highlighting the work of women within design. If you liked what you heard here, Please go to our website, holofarm.com, to discover some more. There, you can also donate some money to keep up the good work. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 